Hi, everyone. It's Sambul Siddiqui. I'm the mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mellon, vice mayor. And this is our podcast, Women Are Here. It is Friday before Christmas. Yes, it is. It's Somehow Friday. it's the end of 2021. I'm like, what? How is that possible? <laughs> I just, I don't know. It seemed like the longest year ever. But somehow I'm surprised that at the end, I don't know why. Yeah, it's like, okay, 30 pounds later. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even between us. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So it's like I've seen it in the pictures. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been a it's been a year. Um anyway, we wanted to get do a podcast before, you know, the the holidays approached us. So yeah, what are what are we watching? I'm I'm watching I finished I binged it um it's on HBO Max it's called Sex Lives of College Girls and it's from it's a new Mindy Kaling show have you seen it I have it's um it's funny because it feels like I know they're not the same characters but it feels like never have I ever girls suddenly are in in college like it has that same vibe yeah it was cute though I thought it was I mean it was funny I thought it was funny. I think it was cute. It was like a nice little, it's like 25 minutes episodes. So yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah. What else are you watching? Um, I just finished the first season of the morning show, which I, I thought was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Oh I mean, yeah. That's what that because you love Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I mean, I mean, love is a strong word. Like yes, we had an <laughs> obsession with friends. Um, yeah, I watched, I think I need to watch, um, the rest of that season because I did like it. I just needed to come back to it. So maybe I'll do that this sometime this weekend or something. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I mean, I love Reese Witherspoon and, um, I don't love is a strong word for Jennifer Aniston too, but I thought they both did a great job and it was, um, it, it was really interesting around the whole idea of like powerful men powerful men and how they um abuse young women and women in in like the workplace and how times have kind of changed and it was like it was like this real window into um men being like wait how is that not like how is that not appropriate anymore how is that wrong Mm -hmm. anymore and um I don't know I thought that it's a difficult you know it's a hard topic to talk about but um I thought they did a good job did you did you ever watch sex in the city um, yeah, a long time. I haven't watched the reboot though. Okay, yeah, I watched the reboot. I mean, Chris Noth, whatever his name is, has been in the news recently. But uh, yeah, it, it, the reboot is—I don't know if there's fans out there, but I—I I don't know. It, I'm trying to get excited about it, but it hasn't been that great to watch. So let me know when you do do watch it. Well, Chris Noth has been in the news because right. for very similar themes as the morning, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah is now like what those were all consensual all of those mm-hmm. interactions and if you know the theme of the, the whole thing with the morning show is it, they weren't you were a powerful person um and like in the me too movement and after right like things are being looked at at a very different mm-hmm. lens and so these women have come forward and saying it's interesting that the reboot had kind of brought forward some of these interactions yeah. that they had had with him and so anyway, topical and interesting and um, definitely yeah. something to binge over the, the holiday break. So anyways, we have a lot to get to today. Yeah, I could talk about TV all day. The same. Um, but we do have some COVID updates. Um, 
If you are not um, vaccinated, now is the time. The Omicron variant is running rampant. We are seeing it um, sort of everywhere and across the globe, but um, we're really kind of staring down the barrel here. So the, um, the city has done a really good job getting these booster clinics and vaccination clinics up and running. So the, there were some uh, December 9th, 10th, 13th, and 16th at the Cambridge Side Galleria, and approximately 2,000 booster doses were administered. So the city is now holding another clinic at Cambridge Side this coming Monday, December 20th, by appointment only from 48 p.m. Um, appointments can be booked on uh, color.com, and um, if you can't find those, both Sumble and myself have been tweeting them out. Uh, they've been very, very popular, so definitely make an appointment, but it, no one has to be like, I've, I've tried to get an appointment, but I wasn't able to get one. The other thing that we did this week was over 500 children and adults received a COVID-19 vaccine or booster at the December 15th vaccination clinic hosted by the city of Cambridge and the public health department in conjunction with the Cambridge public schools at the field house at CRLS. There's gonna be a follow-up second dose clinic on Wednesday, January 5th from 3.30 to 7.30 at Cambridge French and Latin High School. Um, my son did go on Wednesday. It was just so easy to have it right at the high school. He said he knew a million people there. Um, he said it was really, really busy and it was very, very quick. So kudos to the health department, the fire department um, and the school department for putting that on and making it just so much, so easy for parents. I was like scrambling looking for a booster for him he works at a grocery store like your mom and i was getting a little bit worried that he hadn't been boosted so thanks to everybody for that yeah and i'm blanking on the details but you can also go to the cambridge teen health center by appointment on fridays so um we can share more information about that too if you need to get like vaccinated so there's various opportunities and um yeah now is the time uh it's been, things are looking even, you know, things are looking um, pretty bad uh, for the week ending Saturday, December 11th. There were 339 new confirmed Cambridge cases, which translates to a seven day average of 40.7 confirmed cases per 100,000 residents. And as you may have heard this week, the case counts uh, continue to rise and the rate of infection among Cambridge residents is at its highest level since the big pandemic began in 2020. Yesterday, they're 140 alone, which is the highest they've ever been. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's yeah, I'm just like, I, I have kind of no words for it. I'm like, wow. Um, once CPHD receives sequencing data for the most recent week, the department um, is, is hopefully going to be better able to determine if the Omicron variant is playing a role in the current uh, trends. And so as far as positivity from yeah, November 28th to December 11th, which is the most, available, most recent available data, the test positivity rate was 0.85% out of about um, 86,440 tests of Cambridge residents. Uh, and we are, because of our five-day testing, we do have the second highest rate of testing in the Commonwealth um, and have continued for, for many weeks. Who's the first highest? Is it Boston? I think so. And they have so many more people. I know. <laughs> there were 86,000 tests of Cambridge residents last week? No, from November 28th to oh, December. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, we didn't... <laughs> 
110,000 residents. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I, we've been seeing the lines at the testing locations just, you know, around the block. Um, people are waiting for a long time in, in lines. And um, I know it's, it's really frustrating uh, to see those lines, but they are moving really quickly. And um, our, I have to say shout out to our fire department of Cambridge Public Health Department for being patient, for being yeah. kind. Um, they have, this has been a long two years for them and they continue to show up every day and and deal with, you know, a lot, a lot of people are not that happy after they wait for some number of time outside has been cold. Um, so shout out to, to all the EMS and firefighters and um, public health team that have been, have been working tirelessly with our residents. The, um, the one thing that we've been talking about, you know, with vaccinations around, like, yes, there are all these cases, but our hospitalization and death trends, are they still as high as they were last time? So um, both cases and hospitalizations have risen steeply in the state since the beginning of December, but proportionally fewer Massachusetts residents have been hospitalized with COVID-19 or have died from the disease compared to this time last year. I was just looking at the state data last night. Um, and the, you know, the number of patients that are in the hospital are intubated is about 20% less than it was last year, um, which is really interesting. But the, the death counts is definitely way, way lower. Uh, so I know I've, we've all seen a lot of um, reporting that hospitals are filling up. And certainly that's true on the North Shore or the South Shore. Um, we were told that the Cambridge Hospital is is not in a tough spot because of COVID cases, but rather um, staffing shortages. That there are there are no beds um, because of staffing shortages. And the Cambridge Day just posted something about this today. Um, they Sue Reinert did some reporting on that as well, which is um, you know you're hearing of staffing, nursing and um, public health people having staffing shortages across the country. So we are certainly seeing that here in in Cambridge. And as far as the testing and the number of tests between December 1st and the 15th, we had about um, 9,505 tests administered at the city's testing sites for an average of 864 tests per testing day in December to date. Uh, and as far as vaccination numbers, as of December 14th, 86% of Cambridge residents have received at least one dose of the vaccine and 73% of residents were fully vaccinated uh, according to the state's weekly COVID-19 municipality vaccination report. So we do on Monday's meeting have a few other COVID-19 uh, updates as well. So yeah, there's two that are on the agenda. One, we found out this week that the state of Massachusetts is going to be sending us around, I think, what is it, 40,000 rapid tests? Is that right? 43,000, yeah, 43,000. 43,000, and we are supposed to be receiving them, I think, either today or over the weekend and start distributing them um, starting Monday of next week. So we've just asked the city manager to let the city council know and the general public know how those are going to be distributed um, both this first round and whether there's going to be additional rounds, how we're going to be prioritizing them. You know in terms of the individuals and residents with the highest needs, we've been talking and uh, Councillor Simmons had something and I think last week or the week before around uh, our elderly and disabled residents and people who are not as able to, to access the free testing sites, you know, 
I was just talking about the long lines, it's, it's very difficult for, to imagine that somebody in their 80s would be able to wait in line outside. Um, and so, you know, what are the testing capabilities and that we are providing for them? So that's one of them that is on for Monday night. And then we have one other, which we've seen as we were talking about the lines uh, around the testing, uh, we've asked the city manager to expand current testing hours uh, for the, the next few months. At, we have five locations uh, or five uh, days that we do it, but can we please expand, extend these hours because we know with the holidays around the corner, uh, these, you know, more and more people want to be tested and need to be tested. So that's the other one. The, uh, so is uh, our new chief public health officer, Derek Neal, going to be joining us on Monday night for a COVID update? I think so. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, I've also been wondering, you know, if we think about COVID testing and how, how long we've all been testing and I don't, you go all the time. I go all the time. You self-swab yourself. I mean, it's really a self-service operation once you get in uh, and get through the line. And I'm, I'm really curious if we can start thinking about being creative around different locations of the city where people can just pick up a self-swabbing, drop it back off, like whether it's the public libraries or our fire mm -hmm. departments or places that, you know, people can get to very easily, print themselves a label, throw it on the thing. And I, I mean, I just, it, I do think we need better or more testing capability at yes. the five days, but how are we thinking about the fact that we all self-swab ourselves anyways, and can we think about the city buildings that we have and potentially staff that we already have on site to help us do that? I just want us to start being really creative um, about that kind of stuff. So we do, um, there's a couple of other things that are on the agenda for Monday night. We have um, something that we've talked about here before. We have a campaign finance uh, home rule petition and ordinance that we've been working on, which essentially says if you have business before the city, um, you cannot contribute more than $200 to a city council candidate or a school committee candidate. Um, that has been a long process. There's been a lot of differing opinions. It's finally uh, ready for ordination and sent off to the legislature. So that will be happening Monday night. I imagine that there will be some amendments um, to it because we have gotten some emails and I, I have an amendment of my own. So we'll look forward to that for Monday night and then the other one is the condo conversion ordinance that I think you have been working on for a while. Yeah, yeah, we had discussed and had an initial meeting in the housing committee and the next step is for it to go to the ordinance committee. Um, so we'll have that to, you know, move forward. And then we have a lot of, we have two committee hearings next week as well. Yeah, so Tuesday we have a public safety meeting um, shared by Councillor Zondervan. That's from 2 to 4 p.m. to hear from the HART proposal. Uh, this is a conversation we've been having now, I think, for about a year and a half, which is an alternative to um, a public safety response. So the HART proposal has been before us. The city has come forward with a, you know, their ideas on how to put forward an alternative to police response uh, model. So that is Tuesday uh, at two o'clock. And then on Wednesday, we have a health and environment committee hearing also chaired by Councillor Zondervan. That's from one to three to discuss the uh, Budo amendments, the building energy use disclosure ordinance. So those both are next week. 
They're virtual and available to watch and comment by Zoom. And you can check out the Cambridge City Council website to both watch the meetings and also to sign up for public comment if you are interested. Yeah, so we'll have those meetings and yeah, come by virtually as well. You can comment by Zoom. Uh, we haven't had that many people come in person for any of the uh, meetings we've had. We had a what? We had a human services committee last night. We had two was, ordinance meetings. Can I tell you? I so I was. We were we were in another meeting at City Hall of right up until the time of the human services committee meeting, which was virtual. Which means normally, like people are at their houses doing them, or they're in like one of the offices at City Hall doing them. My laptop died. Um, in one of the offices. And so I had to go into the chamber, turn the lights on and sit at my desk completely alone. Oh my gosh. It was so creepy. <laughs> You're just watching this giant television in the chamber and no one is there with you. And the lights are off in the rest of the building. You were in your office, but anyways, it was just a really, I was like, this is so surreal. There's certain moments over the pandemic that will always stand out for me. <laughs> that's that will be one of them one and I say this all the time is like just self-swabbing myself uh, at a COVID in my car driving up the the parking garage ramp at the Cambridge side gallery like driving and swabbing at the same time <laughs> oh gosh well we're at this time where it's the holiday season and Cambridge Local First wants to help you do some local holiday shopping and they have a guide uh, where they have uh, you know, a variety of gifts and experiences and edible delights from their favorite locally owned business and their 21 holiday gift guides. So we wanted to just share that information. It was developed with support from the city of Cambridge and you can go to cambridgelocalfirst.org slash holiday dash gift guide. So, Definitely again to see um, and do some shopping, uh, but make sure you check it out. No supply and chain problems when you shop local. That's what I have to say. So definitely yeah. go out there and support our local vendors and avoid all the supply chain problems. Uh, one of the exciting things that happened this week was they announced their participatory budgeting results um, from December 3rd to the 12th, 7,441 Cambridge residents, age 12 and older, voted to decide how to spend $1 million on capital projects to improve uh, their community. The winning projects were announced and the following seven projects have won over a million dollars in fiscal 23 capital funding. So the first one was home essentials for newly housed residents, um, keeping Cambridge clean, STEAM upgrades for youth centers. That I definitely voted on that one. Uh, another public bathroom like we have in Central Square and Harvard Square. The African-American and Indigenous Peoples Historical Reckoning Project. Traffic signals for cyclists and electric vehicle charging stations. So this year's vote turnout represents the second highest total in Cambridge PB history. So a deep thank you to all the 7,441 votes residents that voted online over the phone and in person, the city manager will be fully funding the seventh winning project. So it's going to be over a million. It's $1,140,000. So after this year's vote, participatory budgeting will have funded 55 capital projects totaling over $6.3 million. Uh, I know that there was a, 
a class at the PBD school that got super, super into participatory budgeting. And I know, shout out to all the teachers that really get um, their students involved in participatory budgeting and, um, you know, really showing uh, making it part of the curriculum and showing them what it's like to really participate and how your city spends money. Yeah, it's an exciting thing for the, the students. So I'm glad we do that. Uh, what else? I one I think I wanted to add was that we done a winter drive, winter gift card drive, um, and I want to thank the change chamber uh, for help um, with all we have been able to get over a thousand gift cards um, in fifty dollar increments. Wow. Um, you know, a variety of stores. Uh, gift card link actually it's still up. We we extended it. Um, just so we can see if we can get even maybe even 1500 gift cards. And so if you do want to donate um, or, you know, drop off a gift card, please do, you know, reach out to my office. Um, you can right now, if you go to the chamber's website, um, you can, you can go to Mayor Siddiqui's winter drive and you can register to make a donation. And so um, just thank you to everyone who's donated and we'll be coming up with a, press release of all the companies um, and folks who've, you know, helped out and all the nonprofits who will be benefiting from these gift cards that which will go directly to our local families and individuals who are in need. That's awesome. That's so, I, that's so many gift cards. That's amazing. Great job. Um, thank you. Thank you. I went to the East End House yesterday for their local, their annual toy drive where they invite families in and families get to shop tables of donated brand new toys. And it's just always such a, a nice event. And then we like wrap their presents for them and get to meet so many people. And there's just, there's so much need this time of year and um, it's just such a great way to give back to your community. So thanks for providing that opportunity for um, not only our organizations here in Cambridge, but residents as well. So I think that like wraps, wraps it up. Wraps it up. Well, we hope you have wrapping, a good... Wraps it up. <laughs> we hope you have a good weekend ahead. Stay safe. Um, and get that booster. Get that booster. Uh, wash your hands. Do some social distancing and be safe. Uh, we, I guess so we'll see you next year in the new term. Yes. Yes. We will see you next year. See you next year. Thanks for being listeners. Thanks for being with us. And yeah. hope you stay safe and have a very happy, healthy holiday season. And you can tweet at us if you'd like. I'm at Mayor Siddiqui. And I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.